Do you ever have this experience when you see a film on streaming, whether it's Netflix, Disney Plus, Prime, whatever it may be, you see it and you think, that looks sh- that looks really bad, and then you decide to watch it anyway because you've got nothing to lose except time and possibly brain cells, and you get halfway through and you're thinking, this is really sh-, and you pause it and you're thinking, should I carry on or should I just stop? Should I review it even? Because I got halfway through this film and I thought I could review it right now, and then I thought, you know what, screw it, I'm going to watch the rest of it, and I'm kind of glad I did because the last half is... <laughs> I have no words, I have no words for how bad this film is, it's so tragically disastrous, okay, we're talking today about Cheaper by the Dozen, not the 1950s Cheaper by the Dozen, not the 2003 Cheaper by the Dozen, not the sequel Cheaper by the Dozen 2 from 2005, which by the way, I have it on my TV screen right now, so if you've got Disney+, Plus. Go on to the Cheaper by the Dozen 2 homepage, because the poster, the picture they've used, is f***ing hideous, okay? The Photoshop of Steve Martin's head is at a completely different angle to the rest of his body. It is haunting, it is so bad. That basically sums up this entire film that I'm going to talk about, so the 2022 Disney Plus original Cheaper by the Dozen. First of all, there's only 10 kids, so it's not, well, there's actually 9 kids, and one of them's the nephew, okay, no, there's 8 kids, there's 8 kids, one of them's a nephew, one of them's an ex-wife, and then the two of them are parents, so, yeah, cheaper by the dozen, more like cheaper by the 9, I don't know, I don't even know, oh, this film sucked, this film really, really sucked, first of all, I want to say, it's trying to be more inclusive and diverse, cool, got no problem with that, um, but it's just stupid the the way that it's used there's a whole last monologue at the end with the the basketball dad the ex-dad he he comes back into the picture and he just starts giving Zach Braff a lecture on you don't know what it's like to be black you don't know what it's like to be pulled over by the cops and I was just half expecting him to say you're right I don't because I'm a good driver (laughs) you know I was just expecting something so stupid and painful because this film I don't know what it is, I don't know what it's trying to go for, it's trying to be inclusive, but it's doing nothing for the good cause, it's doing nothing to propel Hollywood further and forwards even, it's not doing anything to push boundaries, right, it's like Home Sweet Home Alone all over again, only this time it's not just rehashing a dead franchise for the sake of making money, it's for the sake of money as well as trying to appear more diverse, but in actuality there is very little of any diversity in this film. There's a cop that comes over and speaks to Gabrielle Union at one point, who's the mom in this film, and he just says, he just says in the most casual way ever, please do not have any loud noises and parties, whatever, after the certain time, like 10pm, whatever it is, and then she just pulls the race card, okay, she says, oh, do you have this conversation with all your neighbours, or is it just because I'm black, but he's not done anything to suggest that he's being racist, he's doing his job, I don't understand, but me saying that, that's probably me being racist, casually racist, because I don't know what it's like, and of course all cops are bad, whatever, but I, I just don't understand this film, and then there's one point when one of the white moms, of course, comes over and says, oh, are you the nanny? I shut the f- up <laughs> what is this film what are they trying to what are they trying to do what are they trying to prove that white people are racist that black people can be moms and not nannies what what are they trying to do what, what is this film trying to prove 
And later on when it gets to the whole, you don't know what it's like to be black, blah, blah, blah. You don't know what it's like to have people look at you in a certain way and judge you, whatever. And that's not exclusive to black people. I'm sorry, but it's not. Like, it's really not. And this film is trying to suggest that, but, you know, anybody can feel offended, targeted, can have racism inflicted on them. Anybody, okay? It doesn't f- matter what race or ethnicity you are but this film is trying so desperately to be uh, like really uh, like on white people but also the majority of this cast happens to be white so what the i mean it's literally playing into stereotypes half the time the one of the white characters of course is emo one of the black girls likes basketball it's just it's so stereotypical it's not doing anything good all right yes it's good that we're getting more black representation because looking at this post of chief by the dozen two there isn't a single person that isn't white in this entire cast so fair enough we kind of need to see you know more inclusive stuff moving forwards but make it meaningful please jeez Because it's funny, you know, Gabrielle Union said in an interview the other day, growing up she didn't see anything that was kind of representative of her and her family. And yeah, fair enough, that's not good because, you know, we should have equality for all and we should be able to show young black kids something to say, we see you, we hear you, this is for you. But if the youth in the next generation growing up, whether they're black, white, Chinese, Indian, whatever, if they grow up with this sort of film, I'd honestly just kill myself now because it's appalling, it's absolutely shocking. There is not one single redeeming quality about this film at all. There's one girl in a wheelchair, of course. There's no no need for it. Like, there is no reason in the story or anything like that to suggest she needs to be in a wheelchair. Which I guess, cool, that's fine, because it's just mundane. Like, But have an explanation, because you just see this little girl born, but there is no mention of, oh, she was in an accident. Oh, she's got some sort of illness that makes her require a wheelchair. I mean, there's not, I, don't, I don't remember seeing a lift in the house, but somehow she manages to get up and down the stairs like it's nothing. So it just keeps cutting away. As soon as it tries to get near what it should be representing, it doesn't. It just cuts away because it's scared. So honestly, who is this film benefiting? Because it's not benefiting me, and I'm a Disney fan, I'm a family film fan, but this is sh- It's not benefiting anybody of any other race and ethnicity because I'd just be offended, to be honest, because it's just playing into stereotypes and making everything out to be so much more heightened and more bullshit than it already is but oh, we don't need to see that we, we what what is this film i mean there's so many ridiculous storylines as well like they adopt one of the kids after their best friend or whatever or their gods what is it they were godparents to this kid and then that kid's parents died in a car crash so then they adopted the kid like what why is this so dark and then later on just completely out of the blue they're at this swimming pool place and the mom gets a phone call and she's like oh my god your sister's back in rehab like what what is going on also i think the i only wrote down two things because the rest of it i was just playing on my phone and just ignoring it because it was dreadful the only other things i wrote down were the names of the dogs okay because after moonfall having fuzz aldrin now we seem to be getting a competition going for worst pet pun names in hollywood 2022 here we've got two dogs one of them's called bark obama the other one is called joe biden (laughs) yeah okay cool this one was fun also, the guys, the, the dad, Paul Baker, whatever the f*** his name is, he's got this special sauce, right? The whole storyline revolves around him being a breakfast company guy, owner, whatever. 
they just sell breakfast, all right? Breakfast for breakfast, breakfast for lunch, breakfast for dinner, right? That's the whole gist. That's the USP. Cool. But he starts his own sauce, and he gets the label, and it says, Paul's something sauce, Paul's favourite sauce. I don't know. And I'm just thinking, that looks so bad, and it sounds so bad as well. Like, would anybody actually pick up a bottle that said, Paul's special sauce? I don't think so what what is this film it's trying to be so hip it's trying to be cool down with the kids tiktok references shitty dances shitty parenting shitty script completely out of the blue spontaneous plot twists about sisters in rehab and drug dealing teenagers and uh, break-ins i don't know i don't know what this film is but it's not doing anything good and i would strongly recommend you never watch cheaper by the dozen 2022 I just can't get over that last bit. Like, honestly, I can't remember how far into it I was when I was thinking, should I just review it now? But then I carried on watching and it got to the last 20 minutes, half an hour, and everything just got dialed up to 48. And it was f-ing hilarious, right? There's vegan references, but then they say, oh, we don't want to be sustainable. We just want to make money. We don't care for the environment. <laughs> what, what is going on? There's the emo sh- as well, which is so stupid because this kid, this kid has a secret, right? And he's got his dressing gown on. He's like, mom, don't come in. Don't come in. And then he's thinking, okay, so what's his secret? What's he wearing? He said it's a guy thing. But then he just comes out dressed in black eyeliner, black slick back hair, completely ridiculous outfit as well. But there's no way that's what he was hiding because he didn't have the f-ing eyeliner on for starters. So <laughs> what is going on? I honestly do not know what this film is. I don't know why I watched it. I don't know why I finished watching it. I was going to give up because the opening 10 minutes is just, here's our family. This is Brian. He's four and he's a twin. This is Liam. He's the other twin and he has a skateboard. This is Rebecca. She likes basketball. I'm Paul. I own a place. (laughs) Oh, it's so, so bad. Like really, really bad. So I think that's me done. I just can't get over the opening, the ending, the, you don't know what it's like to be black. Like, come on. He never said that he did. And you know what? attack me all you like because I'm just a stupid white guy I don't know what I'm saying but I do and you know I'm I'm not happy with this film because it's trying to be uh, inclusive and representative but it's probably doing worse things for the cause than anything else because it's just completely unnecessary and uh, and then they go to a really bad neighborhood at one point and he's like no don't tell me he's going to that neighborhood we need to go save the white guy and then they go there and then all the people just turn out to be really friendly and they all start hugging and there's one guy hugging I've never seen him before in this entire film who the f*** is he do not watch it but it is on Disney plus if you want to have a laugh at the first 10 minutes my name's Paul I I live with my ex-wife our situation is complicated but we make it work like what <laughs> what your ex-wife is living with you you've adopted the son of your dead friend you've also taken in the son of a drug addict and you have her ex-husband come around every f- day as well like what is this family what is this situation that is happening and then they're trying to franchise his goddamn breakfast place and then gabrielle union comes out with some absolute bullshit she just says about how her ex-husband is a basketball player and he left her because he couldn't commit and he had to focus on the game and then she said you're going to do exactly the same with your stupid breakfast place and I'm thinking, how are they the same thing? How is playing in the NBA, being an MVP, whatever he says, three-time MVP with size 12 feet, let's go. How is that the same as owning a breakfast parlour and franchising it? I I, I don't get it. So with that, this has been Cheaper by the Dozen. Do not watch it. However, I'm 100% sure it is going to end up in my worst 10 of the year. So with that, I've been Kieran, and I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.